Hey, Chris, did you see the moon last night, the super moon? I did indeed. It was super. It was very impressive. I loved the orange when it was low on the horizon. I, I thought this is gorgeous. I told you to look at it low on the horizon. I did. It, and then it gets it, why, are you, why are you I'm chastising me? I'm telling you, I told you. I did you, what I'm you wanted me to do. i that you did. Wow. Didn't sound like you were proud of your little girl, <laughs> no, Chris. That was like the kind of like old man. I told you that that's the way that you'd find the golden S- potatoes. Speaking of being proud, you know, we're all, even though they did not make it to the World Series, you know, I think arguably the whole city is proud of the Jays. So I don't know how you're dealing with the news today that Bautista and uh, Encarnacion. Encarnacion! Figure, Chris, we don't have a long time to play that Jack Black clip because uh, they turned down the Jays' qualifying offers. And so now the two of the biggest names in this year's free agent class are free to take offers. Soliciting offers now. I don't know if we. What if we all crowdfund and we keep them here? Could we do that? <laughs> Maybe it's Stranger just a negotiating strategy. I don't know. I wonder how disappointed people are going to be if we lose uh, Joey Bats and Encarnacion. It's sad. Sad indeed. Um, another interesting story out of Toronto: a group of Ontario lawyers offering free legal support to people charged in a, in a Toronto police crackdown in Etobicoke at Mary Curtis Park. Police revealed on Friday that they'd laid 89 charges against 72 people in an operation known as Project Marie. Bulk of the charges were for indecent exposure and engaging in sexual activity. 95 of the percent of those uh, charged are men. And you know what? This might sound unpopular, but I would buy that because most women, uh, I'm just telling you, we don't like the cold in this time of year. It's a little nippy, if you know what I'm saying. Here is uh, a global uh, sex park. What is this? A, this? Global interviewed a lawyer who is now saying, hey, if you were charged here, I'll defend you. All right. Their position is that they are responding to a complaint, but our position is that there are better ways to respond to those kinds of complaints, that an undercover sex sting is a gross overreaction to the complaints that they were receiving. The police's reaction was essentially an overreaction and a misuse of public resources. I don't know about you, Chris, but I don't want an undercover sex sting. It's not something I look forward to. Uh, yes, of course, I'm making light. You have to make light here and there. But the, the good news is there's a group of lawyers and they are stepping up to defend uh, people charged in this Etobicoke Park sting. I guess, Chris, the idea here is, uh, you know, they're saying that uh, it's similar to the bathhouse rage. I don't know if I would agree with yeah. that because, you know, um, it's outside. It's in a public space and the bathhouses weren't. Exactly. And apparently this is a, an area where... Men, homosexual men will go to cruise and meet people to to date. And I just thought in the 21st century, I thought that, you know, apps like Grindr would you bring didn't have beyond to do that. the need to go out in public to do that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, uh, that's ongoing. And, uh, well, this is an interesting story. We were talking about it on the weekend over be- beverages at the local pub, Chris, that Colin Ka- Kaepernick, the guy that's been taking a knee... Uh, for the past, uh, how long now? For uh, like all of football season, he is, uh, of course, the quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. He's quarterback, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Just making sure my facts are right. <laughs> Anyhow, he's been taking a knee, and a lot of people have been judging him harshly, harshly for that. 
uh, his protest until, you know, every, to defend, uh, you know, black people that are not treated equally in the States. Mm-hmm. He's not standing for the national anthem. And he's explained several times why he's not doing it. And it's with no disrespect to the uh, soldiers, the men and women that keep uh, America uh, safe and free. He said, this is just about uh, me saying until everyone is treated the same, I'm not going to stand for our national anthem. And because you uh, fight for my freedoms, it is my my uh, freedom and I owe it to you that I can take a knee. So he's been taking a knee. And I kind of think it's, you know, it's a quiet and admirable protest. And a lot of people have joined him. This I don't understand. May shock you. Did not vote in the election. Colin Kaepernick takes a knee but doesn't vote. you got to be kidding me. Today, he actually spoke up about why he didn't vote. Have a listen. To me, it was embarrassing to watch that these are our two candidates. Um, Both are proven liars, and, you know, it almost seems like they're trying to debate who's less racist. And, you know, at this point, uh, talking with one of my friends, it was, you have to pick the lesser of two evils, but in the end, it's still evil. Interesting. Uh, he went on to say this as well. Uh, you know, that's a very ignorant statement that if you don't agree with what's going on here and that if you want justice and liberty and freedom for all, that you should leave the country. Um, no. He always says, make America great again. Well, America's never been great for people of color. And, you know, that's something that needs to be addressed. Let's make America great for the first time. You know, it's interesting that he didn't vote. I don't I'm not in favor of that, you know, because the Americans were voting on all kinds of things. They were voting on capital punishment. They were voting on gun control. They were voting on marijuana legalization. If you don't know who you want to be your president, okay, maybe uh, you spoil that part of the ballot or Mm -hmm. uh, vote for an independent that, you know, is not going to win. But exercise your democratic right, I think. It's kind of weird that Colin Kaepernick would not at all take play, uh, you know, take part in this democratic pr- process. Yeah, well, the joke now is that he takes a knee on everything. <laughs> You've got to at some point step yeah. up and participate, and I thought that that's what his protest was all about. And now he could even write Colin Kaepernick in. You know, he 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 should have voted for himself as president. He, as president, it, you know. It, he wouldn't have won. You <laughs> never know. He has a lot of followers. But, but it wouldn't. You know what? I'm. I'm bet other people wrote Colin Kaepernick on their poll. We should find out if they if that's on any of the exit polls, because people were following him and did support him. And I think that he let them down by not exercising his uh, right to vote. Agreed. We may talk about this a little later. Uh, this is interesting. Booze makers everywhere fearful that legalized pot will put a dent in their profits, but not Constellation Brands. This is the brand that sells Corona and Svedka Vodka. Uh, if you can't beat them, get really messed up with alcoholic drinks that also contain cannabis. That's what they are proposing here. I, I think in that case, just kill three birds with one drink. Make it uh, Doritos flavor, Chris, if you're going <laughs> to do that, throw that in. But, you know, uh, we tried to get the CEO on the show because he gave one, one interview. And I guess he's backed away from his interviews. But anyways, we'll still try and get him on. Uh, he said that the uh, barrier here is that pot is still illegal under federal law. And as an alcohol seller, the company relies on federal government for uh, permits and licenses. But I don't know. Anybody who's had a drink and then smoked a joint knows it, it just whoop elevates how you're feeling. I, I can't see this being something that's going to be uh, not, I guess, uh, just pick your poison. Against. Pick your poison. Yeah, you people. know what? You don't Good have point. To do it all at the same time. Good point. I agree. Um, what else was I going to share with you this hour? Oh yes, 
calling all Stones fans. You might want to book yourself a ticket to New York City. Come on, this is me, my baby party. Come on, I can't get started. Come on, I can't afford to check it. I wish somebody come along and run it, turn the record. Everything is wrong so the Rolling Stones, they have this exhibition, and it highlights five their five-decade-long career. And so, you know, instead of just doing the same old, same old museum and let's look at this and that, uh, Keith, Mick Jagger and Keith Richards and the guys got together, and they uh, shared, you know, their memories of what their uh, early apartment looked like, and they wanted to recreate the mood of their early years. They had a team recreate their first London apartment that uh, they shared in 1962, complete with dirty dishes, beer bottles, blues records all over the flat. And uh, it's kind of cool because Jagger said the building's still there. And, of course, it's not in the building, but they got the measurements. Like, you know, they could go in and see how big that flat was, so they got everything right. And he said it's it's right around the corner from where I live now. And it's so he was pretty excited to putting this together. It's showing in New York City at Industria, and it opened on uh, Saturday. It, it's uh, launched earlier this year in London, and I am so excited about this. It runs through March 12th. I would go and see this. It includes not only their apartment, but colorful tour outfits, Jagger's lyric book. Um, Keith Richards' diary is there. I'd like to get a look at some of the scrawl in that sucker, that's for sure. And I think the Keith, Keith Richards' uh, take on it is pretty cool. He said, you know, you turn a corner and you say, oh, that's where I left it. Whether it's a guitar or a piece of clothing, everything, you know, is set somewhere and it sort of rings a bell. I love that. So you get, they also uh, re-recorded or, or reproduced their own recording studio where they um, recorded their first album. I think it's really cool. It's a good idea. Yeah. Well, you, hey, an active museum sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've seen this done before. Didn't they at the, uh, it's not exactly the same thing, but down at the uh, Drake Hotel uh, for the 30th anniversary of Ferris Bueller's Day Off, they decided to, uh, you know, make one of the flats look like Ferris's bedroom. Mm -hmm. I never got to that. I wanted to go to that. I know. That would have been fun. It would have been good. There's too many things to do in this city. That's the problem. Hey, there's a guy in upstate New York who has built an entire set in an old grocery store of the Starship Enterprise, (laughs) including some of the actual sort of set dressing props Uh that were in Kirk's quarters. Everything comes back to the Enterprise with Chris. It's all it's all about Star Trek. Anytime he can get the conversation back to Star I'm Trek. I'm just saying it's a thing it, that exists. I'm just going to throw this out there. I know production's been delayed on the new Star Trek series, but if you're listening right now, I know it's filming in Toronto. Anybody that has anything to do with that, we want to get Chris Creston a walk-on part. He's the ultimate Trekkie, and I, he, you don't have to pay him. And, in fact, do not make him attractive in any way, shape, or form. Make him into a wonky alien, but we really want to try and make this happen. So you can email me, Kelly, at 640toronto.com. Or tweet me at Kelly Cotrera. Let's get Chris the walk-on part. He'll do it for free. Is there any kind of, uh, you'll do it for Earl Grey, tea, Earl Grey, yeah. hot, won't you?